This is the Animal Intuitive Show. Today we are going to be talking about how you can help your pet when they are dealing with things that are stressful, like fireworks, um, fireworks, noises that are loud. We've also got things like... Uh, the word just went out of my head. Not fireworks, but um, the whole point of the show, it's gone. It's not there. It's like fireworks and storms, thunderstorms. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Today, I am going to be sharing with you some techniques that can help your pets with thunderstorms and fireworks. Um, I will share with you actually, um, you know, I think thunderstorms affect people in a lot of different ways. And one of those ways for me is that I actually do get uh, forgetful and I get sort of migraines and things like that. And we are experiencing an upcoming like barometric pressure shift here. So I apologize. That's probably part of why I just forgot the word. So um, anyway, I have some acupressure points to share with you today. We're going to talk about animal communication and energy work. So some really good things that can help your fur baby when they are dealing with um, these unfortunate things that sometimes upset them. So I do have a live chat going on today. I'm just, okay. So Janessa's here. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And DB, I'm not sure who, I think you've been on before, but I'm not sure what your name is. So I apologize, but it says DB. So thank you for being here both of you. Um, and this is a show where we do talk about, depending on the week, um, any kind of natural pet care, essentially. Sometimes I do interviews with experts in the fields of animal care and advocacy, but as a professional animal communicator, I'm often doing something that has to do with animal communication. Um, even if I'm doing a demonstration like this one about acupressure and energy work and that kind of thing, I tend to incorporate some animal communication into that. So um, oh, Janessa, so you have a 90 pound dog, a little bit bigger than mine. I have a t an 80 pound German shepherd baby, right? The big ones are like babies. It's so interesting. Who's on meds for anxiety? Okay. Separation, anxiety, the beep from the fire alarm, batteries dying, fireworks are the worst. I can sympathize with all this with my dog, but even the wind scares me. Yep. The wind, um, oh yeah. Teeter. You know, oh, that's DB. You were on my show with Teeter. Teeter hides under a recliner for a couple of hours. Yes, Darlene. Okay. I'm telling you guys, it's really interesting. I get so wonky with the um, the barometric pressure changes. It's just, it's terrible. Sometimes I can't remember my birthday. I'm not even kidding you. Um, the worst is when I get the migraines, but uh, the full on migraines, but anyway. So yeah, I have a dog, Cheyenne, who gets very um, anxious when any kind of sounds, just like all of you are talking about anything and everything. So, and I had a dog before her and that's how I got into massage. Her name was Misha. And I got into massage and acupressure because of these animals that I've had in my life. And also of course, wanting to help other animals, but trying to find natural ways to help. So. Uh, there are things we can do. Um, I just want to mention that I'm not a vet, so I can't diagnose or treat illness. Um, 
you know, generally when your pet is pretty healthy and you've, you know, you, you're, you're up on your visits to your vet and you know there's nothing like really going on with them, you can generally just do acupressure and massage. The things I'm showing you today are not heavy duty. Um, but like when I, when I do a full session with an animal, I always get their veterinarian approval. So if you have anything going on, um, like in infection, um, treatment for cancer, uh, those are kind of generally the things that you need to wait before you do anything like we're talking about today, like the hands-on. However, you can do energy work, of course. You can always tune into your pet and understand what they're thinking and feeling. That's always, of course, a good thing to do. So um, feel free as we're going along to pop in in the chat. That's totally fine. This is interactive. I, you know, I want you to ask questions. If there's anything that you're not following or is confusing, please feel free to let me know. That's totally, totally good. So, um, blipped myself out. Okay. <laughs> well, you're here. I see you. Um, sorry, So, okay. So I have done some videos on acupressure. I did a, a massage recently. Um, this is a little bit more specific and I want to kind of redo this, this, this a little bit of the firework and thunderstorm stuff from last summer that I did. I was a little bit newer at this. So, you know, it's good to update. So I think the, one of the, the quintessential things that's, it's just so important when you're doing any kind of energy work with your pet and just in general, if you're trying to keep your animal calm is to stop thinking about keeping them calm. So I know that sounds a little bit counterintuitive or strange, but animals are all about energy. They are always picking up on our energy. They are very sensitive little beings. So if, if my animal is worried or scared about something that's going on and they're, they're feeling anxious, if I come at my pet with the energy and the attitude of like, Oh my gosh, it's okay. You're be okay. Don't worry. And, and I'm like showing all this emotion and putting forth all this emotional energy. It's not actually going to help at all. It's going to make things probably worse because they're feeling that sort of something's wrong when you're doing that. So what you want to do is get grounded. I'm always talking about trying to stay grounded with your pets. Uh, so we want to do things that help us to pull ourselves down, get out of that like high emotion or worry about them and guilt as well. That's another one that gets people. So I really advise taking a little bit of a time when you're about to go towards your pet or work with your pet when they're having something going on. Um, and just in general, just do a self check-in. Are you feeling anxious? Do you have a lot in your mind? Are you up in your head? And if so, that's okay because it's pretty easy to um, apply some of these techniques to ourselves. Um, acupressure was, you know, of course, first developed for humans. Well, acupuncture, um, and then you have acupressure, and they're both for humans. So acupuncture would be using a needle. Acupressure is when we're just going to be using like our, our hand or a fingertip generally to uh, work on the same points that you would work on with acupuncture. 
Um, but of course, it's wonderful because you don't have to be somebody who uh, knows how to put needles in your pet or in yourself to do this, to do acupressure. So um, acupressure is working on the meridians. It's working on also they've done some scientific studies where they're, they're seeing um, that it affects the nerves that it's actually there's something physical going on that even like Western medicine is accepting that there's there's something changing. It's not just sort of this woo-woo energy stuff. And and I believe in the woo-woo energy stuff, but um, it's been proven that there's there's actually scientific changes going on in the body that they can see. So, um, or I guess I should say physiological changes, but so, if you are going to be going in and working with your pet, you can apply, you can do these points for yourself before you work with your pet. So just to kind of get us into this, I just want to take a real quick moment to get us a little bit grounded. So we're going to take in just together a, a nice deep breath through your nose, through your mouth, whatever's most comfortable for you. Just hold it for a moment and then very slowly in control, just let it go. And just notice where your energy's at. A little trick that you can do is take note between one and 10. If 10 was like you're completely anxious and revved up and distracted, where are you on that scale? And of course, one is like you're you're nearing like sleep. You're totally, totally relaxed. So when you do that, you can notice, okay, if I'm like at a eight or a 10 even, you know, I'm going to want to come down. I'm gonna, I don't want to approach my animal that way. So when you notice that, uh, the first thing I would recommend doing is going right to what we call the governing vessel and the conception vessel. So the governing vessel is located right under your nose in this little cleft right here, um, right above your lip. And the governing vessel runs along the top of the head. It goes all the way back. And so it's a wonderful point for hitting a lot of different, um, different organs of the body. It goes right along what's called the bladder meridian. And that, that meridian has an impact on many different organ systems of the body and it can be extremely relaxing and do some really good stuff when you do that and then also the conce conception vessel is right under your bottom lip and when you press there you're actually doing the same thing but along the front of the body so you're also hitting a lot of points there and some of these i won't get into all this but some of these are um deeper and not as, as deep organs. So that's kind of a whole other part of acupressure, but you don't really need to think about all that, what you're hitting. It's just the fact that, and, and I don't mean that you're um, impacting an organ in the way that it's going to cause any issues or anything like that. Um, the conception vessel is the only one for people who um, might be pregnant. You, you might want to not do that one um, because it's just going to affect a lot of things that could, you know, potentially, um, induced labor, but I, you know, that's sort of, um, something to read about if you're interested in using that point or you want to consult with somebody, um, 
there's debate about that, but I'm telling you, don't do it unless <laughs> if you're pregnant. So, or your pet. So, um, and depending on your pet, you may be able to work these points. Some uh, animals will be okay with it. If you're, you know, you have a, a pet that will let you do these, that's awesome. Um, a nice thing about this point too, is that if your pet is, um, is like in a, in a, in a situation where you need to wake them up, like they're in a, a really difficult sort of state, they've gotten into some kind of, um, coma-like situation or they're like really they're kind of going out um this point can bring them back so just keep that in mind hopefully you'll never be in that situation but it, it's good to know so getting back to the humans I'm talking a little bit we're sitting here a little bit your energy may come down you know you may be getting a little bit more relaxed so Let's just go back and check in where we are. If you take in another deep breath between one and 10, just note where you are. Hold it for a moment as long as you're comfortable and then let it go. Hopefully you're noticing that your energy is starting to come down. Okay. So, uh, when we go to approach an animal to, to do energy work, um, we want to come at them with intention, but not the kind of intention where you are flooding them with okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this with you right now. It's going to make everything better. It's more like you're coming over to them and you're coming to them in this, in as grounded a way that you can, um, and saying, you know, I would like to do this for you. You're sending them that message that you want to help them, but you're kind of doing it in a, in a lovingly detached way, if that makes any sense. So, we do want to, when we're going to be doing things like this with our animals, we want to, in a sense, get their permission. So in, by doing that, by, by saying those things to your pet, um, you're giving them the opportunity to say no, you know, um, with, in the world of animal communication, you know, respect for our animals is key. So just like if, someone came up to you and saw that, you know, you were nervous or anxious or what have you, and they just came right at you and started doing acupressure or whatever and touched you, you, you might not appreciate that. So, uh, it's the same thing with our animals. So, and they'll probably be to some degree more honest with us if they don't want you to do that. So when you go over to them, just, you know, feel your pet, feel the love that you have for them. Again, not going flooding them with love, but just gently tuning in with them, feeling their energy and say to them, I would like to help you by doing these little points where I'm going to be touching you. Um, I'd like to do some, some things to help you relax. 
And you can even address what it is that's scaring them. You could mention, you know, you could say in doing that, that you hear the sounds, you, you see the light, and that you understand that they're scared right now. Now, these are all things that you may think, well, I'm not an animal communicator. I don't know how to do that. Trust me, your animals know a lot more than you might think they do. They pick up on quite a bit. And if you are taking the time to be intentional and connect in with them, they, they're at the very least, even if it's not completely specific information, they're, they're going to understand that you are there to do something intentional. And I sort of mean that on a, it, it is like an energetic level. They're, they're picking up on it in an energetic way that, okay, this person's coming to, um, to help me. So you do need to trust it a bit and trust your relationship with your animal if you haven't done animal communication and you don't feel confident in your abilities. And I can tell you that uh, most of the people that I teach have very, like very early on in the process of, of a class, they can identify a time when they communicated with animals, but didn't realize it. So trust in that. I can tell you that 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 that's happened with so many of my students so as long as you feel connected with your animal i would be willing to bet that they have that you have done animal communication i think we're all born with it and then it's just a matter of training ourselves to use it intentionally so the first um, point i want to show you is large intestine four uh large intestine four it's also called converging valley. And this point is one that is contraindicated in pregnancy in that it can induce labor. So just keep that in mind if your animal is pregnant or you are, you know, not to do this point. So, or at the advisement of your acupuncturist or your vet, see what they say. So, but don't do it now. <laughs> so um, used, this is used for a few things, including re relieving stress. It can also help with headaches. Um, so it's one that I use when I get headaches, especially with these storms and uh, neck pain, which is something else that, that comes along with that for me. So um, this is going to be located. I'm going to show you first on me, on my hands. Um, I have my trusty wolf with me. I can never promise that my animals are going to stick around. So I don't set things up usually when I'm doing a live with a live animal because um, I do give my animals that leeway and they definitely take advantage of it. So I can't trust them essentially. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe one day I'll have a cat or something or, or whatever that just loves to be right here. Um, so this point is located you have this like webbed area in this triangle space you have here and this is you know your pointer finger going down your thumbs coming here and you have this triangular space here 
and you have like a, a thick part of the muscle here. And we're talking about, it, it's more on the, here, I'm having a little difficulty getting the angle right. I always do when I try to show people this in the camera, but it's more in the thick part of that muscle. Um, and in some different, um, I've watched different practitioner videos about this actually. And there's a little bit of like debate about where this point is located. So my feeling about it is you should go about trusting your intuition, which is always the best thing to do when in doubt. So, or just in general. So I feel very strongly when I get the right spot on this point, I can feel my energy just relax like right there for me. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll push a little bit with my thumb on the other, on the other side, just to give it, see there, that's the front. And then like over here, the other side, that just kind of works for me. So feel around in there, feel if it's more here on, on this side, or you're going over here. Um, it works for me to push together. And when I really kind of feel around, it's more on this back side for me. It's going towards the, uh, well, yeah. If this is the um, front of your hand, I'm saying this is the back. So so I'd love to hear what you guys feel. Do you notice the difference in your energy? Do you feel the calming when you push that point? I'll watch the chat for that. Um, and notice your breathing too, because you might notice that your breathing begins to slow down. That's a good sign. And don't worry about typing if you guys are like really enjoying this or trying to find that spot. I do want to hear what you have to say, but don't worry about typing right now in the chat. <laughs> okay. I always find that there's a point where you know you're done with that point and you don't have to press too, too hard. Again, use kind of your intuition. You don't want to be like, ah. you want to just get that sensation of like, hmm, that's very relaxing. That's when you know that you've got the right pressure. Oh, Janessa, you have a headache. And it's pounding less. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, and you're feeling it right on that back part. Okay, awesome. I actually find sometimes it's good for... um. It, it, and this is the thing about acupressure, like I was mentioning, it can be both an energetic meridian thing that it's helping to, to, to move energy. Um, but it also can just immediately address the, if there's like muscle tension or a nerve issue near a joint there, acupressure points are usually located, um, in a joint area. So that's great that you're feeling that less um, of the pounding headache. 
Yeah, there's something going on. The barometric pressure is changing. We're getting a, there's like a storm system. I watch this stuff because it really does personally impact me a lot. Um, the, the changes in barometric pressures, I have to be really careful with like, even my schedule sometimes just watching the weather. So yeah, Darlene, it's a great spot. Um, do you, do either one of you actually have your pets being cooperative unlike mine where you can practice this on them? while we're working while we're here and you don't have to i mean just curious if we have animals that are actually partaking um so you would just now of course apply this to your pet so it's a little bit tricky to show you on my wolf because you know, he, and, and I think you probably get it from just doing it on yourself, but you know, he's a stuffed animal, so <laughs> he's not like anatomically correct, but you can see that. And by the way, on animals, they, um, have what's called a dew claw. Some of them, not all of them, but if the, if they have the dew claw, you're going to be able to see that there. And it's going to be that triangular spot that you're going to work on. Mine is lying on the bed. He probably would let me. Yeah, you totally should if he'll let you. <laughs> um, definitely give it a, give it a try. And I'd love to, if, if anybody comes on here and they, they want to, um, have their animal come on, I do have a link and we can, have your pet come on if you want to uh, tape them doing this live. Um, okay. So yeah, not all animals have that dew claw, but some of them do. And that's a good guide. Um, If they uh, don't have it, you're basically just going to kind of pretend they do. Um, just if that makes any sense, you just sort of imagine where that point would be just coming down from the, the pointer finger. Okay. So, you know, it's interesting, these points, this point is also called a joining or converging valley and What's just interesting about acupressure is where some of these names come from. I mean, this one's really obvious because it's it's a valley. It's an adjoining, you know, valley. So that was an easier one to remember. Um, this uh, this is also good for issues in the forelimb too. I use this one on my dog Kane. I've demonstrated it in other videos because he has uh, a kind of chronic issue from having to have a surgery on his elbow. So that, so for instance, for a dog like that or a dog with arthritis, um, this would be good. And again, just make sure that your veterinarian approves of, approves of that if they have any physical issues. Um, okay. So this also can, um, help with just sort of, so the way I would put this is like, in, in traditional Chinese medicine, they would say like helping to clear wind or helping to disperse energy, um, 
so if if you're feeling that you're sort of pent up that's kind of or you know feeling tense that's the concept of why it's relieving stress because you're dispersing that pent up energy i find this stuff really neat the way that where this stuff comes from so um and it can help with with pain with for instance with what goes on with my dog kane because he can get over overworked like if he or if he's playing a lot or walking a lot he'll get sometimes stiffer and sore in that area and it isn't just his elbow it'll then affect his whole arm it'll go right into his wrist and everything so this is a good point for for him um yeah the full moon eclipses storms all affect me me too yeah i think you know some of us just being more sensitive people uh, which a lot of people are who are interested in these things. And, um, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we feel it more. It just kind of comes sometimes with the territory. Um, yeah. So you've tried this point, not always for very long. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be rough. <laughs> so, Heart seven is the next point that I wanted to show you. Um, it's also called Shen Men, and it means spirit, spirit gate, um, or sp spirit of the heart. So, the when we talk about traditional Chinese medicine, um, the the ancients, you know, as we we might refer to them, the people that came up with these things and the Chinese med this acupressure and acupuncture and all of this traditional Chinese medicine um, is very old and it comes from many so many years of observation and learning and refining um, so these individuals didn't really see a, a distinction between heart and mind so the way that they see it is that when the heart um, and mind will, mind are settled. Shen sits there, but if something in, in the Shen is considered the, that spirit of the heart. So if something makes an individual fearful, um, or just stressful, that Shen can become disturbed. So we want to help to settle it. So this point is located on the lateral or out, outside of the wrist, so the, the, the pinky side. Um, and it's a point that's kind of interesting because you just fall into it. So if you come along the wrist and you go back, you're going to kind of fall into an indentation. I don't know how well you can see it. Can you guys like see? I feel like the light is blurring me out a little bit and I don't know if you guys, I can adjust it if it seems like um, it's causing an issue with you being able to see what I'm doing. I don't know if that's the case. It just looks to me like some of the, the points I'm trying to show you are a little bit blurred out. Just let me know if you're having trouble seeing it. 
But this point is very relaxing. I keep forgetting to put this up here. I keep thinking the camera can see what I'm doing. And when you do these points, I really feel like it's it's intuitive what feels right for you to do. Um, sometimes you want to do a circular motion. And again, it's gentle. You're not pushing too hard, um, but it's, it's what feels right to you. And you just might find that doing a circular motion is what you need to do. A lot of times we do that. Um, when we work on our pets, so, the wolf, you know, of course, not anatomically correct, but you're going back and you're going to fall into that. Let's just go through. Um, I have my, my, my doggy skeleton here too. So I'm wondering if that would also be helpful. Excuse me. I don't know how well you're going to be able to see this, um, but he's got a little dust on him. Okay, so I have to put him up. Oh, got a little dust on him. Okay, I haven't used him in a little while. Yeah, that kind of blurs him out. You can't really see it too good with the white. Um, but... You know, if you're coming along the pinky on the outside and you're going up and you you come and you hit that that bump, you're it's, you're just gonna fall into it. And again, that's heart seven. Shenmen. Little guy got me through massage and acupressure school <laughs> and my pets taught me everything and my teachers and all that but <laughs> of course so I want to just mention if this if you do find this beneficial helpful at all please do me a favor and like it sometimes we've been watching someone and I'm actually enjoying it or getting something out of it and I just forget to even even like it so um because I like it so but I do appreciate if you do that and if you are not subscribed I appreciate you subscribing I know that um you know your time is really valuable and it, I really appreciate you being here and um you know I appreciate you doing that it means a lot to me and it helps the show grow I'm trying to hit a thousand it's 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 a it's a it's a long journey with YouTube these days. If you started on this channel after a certain point, you're really kind of fighting an uphill battle if you're in kind of a niche genre like this. So I really appreciate your help and spreading the word about the channel is great. So um, uh, I want to also show you um, or, or talk about energy work because the, now acupressure is a form of energy work animal communication is a form of energy work massage can be and is you know sort of by default a form of energy work even if you're not intending it to be can be 
Um, but thank you for the, I see the little light. Thank you. Um, oh, this is so great. I don't know why I can't see, have your comment. It's not showing up on the screen, but you're saying that you're, dog Janessa is literally falling asleep. Oh, that's awesome. So sweet. Good, good. These things are so easy to do. They can just take minutes. You know, when, when our animals show that they're taking in the energy, um, they'll do things like fall asleep. They may um, move a certain way where you'll just sort of notice like, okay, I think that the energy shifted there. Um, sometimes they'll shake. Um, sometimes they'll lick their lips. They may yawn. Um, sometimes they may just walk away because they're done. Cats are great for that, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> they do whatever they need to do and then they're done. So... Um, energy work is of course something that goes on on a, a level that we can't see, but we can often feel shifts in energy now. And, and like I mentioned, you can see that the after effect where an animal's done, but you, you know, you don't get to actually see what's happening, but you can visualize it. And that's often a, a really good way to make that connection, that energetic connection, is to use that, that vis visualization. So what I like to do is I like the white light. I think that white light is a really good way to go for um, getting into energy work. It's, it's pure. It's a symbol of just pure love and um, an expression that you, you want this to be completely, um, devoid of negativity. So when I am doing energy work, I imagine a white light that goes from my heart to the animal's heart. And that to me is almost like it's a very slow sort of wave going back and forth and back and forth sort of like a pulsating kind of a thing, or some people do like to imagine it more like tennis. Um, but for me, it's, it needs to be something a little bit more like fluid, like, you know, slower. So I like to begin with that visualization when I'm working on an animal. And before I go into the actual hands-on kind of thing. So I make that connection, the animals pick up on that, and then that opens them up to, to doing the hands-on kind of stuff. So if an animal's feeling fearful, we talked about that, it's, it's good to do that ahead of time just to, to let them know. And then we, be, we begin doing work on them. And, you know, it's also nice just to do a few little strokes down their back before you begin doing acupressure on them. Um, but as you... Um, you know, when you, when you finish doing acupressure or if you choose to do just straight on energy work ahead first or alone, um, I'll bring my guy up here too. Okay. So 
I like to just kind of stroke down their back a few times, very slowly, but with intention. So this wouldn't just be like a regular pet or maybe going like that. It's a little bit more flat handed and just a more intentional pressure. Do that at least three times. Until you notice that your pet is starting to get into it is the only way I can put it. They're starting to kind of accept that they're going to be staying still for a moment. They're not trying to take off. If you do feel like they're trying to take off, um, let them go. We never want to force an animal, you know, to do anything. So Another point that I like to do up here, right as I'm doing energy work, is to go in. It is an acupressure point, but it's located right along. So if you go up the sort of the, the bridge here and you come up between the eyebrows, you come to the middle, you've got this point called yin tang and you can just put your hand here if your pet shows any resistance to doing acupressure or you're not you don't want to do acupressure at that moment just putting your hand here and visualizing that white light again all you need to do is is what i want to call like sitting in that light being that light just feeling that glow, that sort of um, stillness, but, but pureness of that light. And just let it completely engulf you. Feel that and imagine every cell of your body. Just picture your cells with that white light and that glow. And there's actually studies that do show that what we visualize happens in our bodies. So, for instance, you can, can visualize maybe being on a hammock on a vacation that you took, and it actually translate in, translates into your brain as though you really are on that hammock on vacation. So it has a very beneficial effect of relaxation, even though you're not actually there. So if an animal is frightened, sometimes um, just having your hand on them can be better than doing point work. It just depends on the animal and maybe how frightened they are. Um, if they're under a bed or something like that, it can be maybe difficult to reach them and do these things. So the nice thing about energy work is that you don't actually even have to be touching them. So. If your animal's under a bed, you don't even have to be in the same room as them. I do energy work distance, but if you were to go into the room and just sit down um, either on the bed or on the floor uh, outside of the bed, you can and not be under the bed. You can just sit there, imagine that connection, that white light picture that I should say, because it is, it is a real connection. And you can just put your hands um, 
under the bed. Like you don't have to reach and be uncomfortable. You could just put them like where that opening is right under the, the mattress and the floor. And just picture that energy going towards your pet. Like waves, just calming waves. And let's just, you can say things that are comforting, but again, not overwhelming them with emotion. So you could say things like, you could picture, what I like to do actually is to show my animals the outside of the structure that we're in. So like in our home. So I show them that there's a ceiling and there's walls and I show them that these things are coming from the sky. Um, and then I know that, that it's scaring them, but that it, it can't come in that ever, that we're sort of in this, we're in shelter and you can even put that glowing white light around your home. You can put, show it going around the bed to show your pet that there is a barrier and to help relax them. Um, combined with some of these things, you might want to try things like um, CBDs. Um, of course, always checking in with your vet for any of this stuff. But personally, I really like to use CBDs with my animals as soon as I know a storm is coming, like 20 minutes at least before. I find that that's really helpful and using it in combination with these things it's sometimes that's all they need is the CBDs. But um, if they need more than that, and I can do this with them, it, it helps because it they're more like receptive to it. They're going to be more likely to stay. It, they're not going to necessarily like want to retreat. Like sometimes animals do. They want to pull away when um, and just to feel safe. That's their instinct. So. I find that the CBDs, sometimes they need both and it just helps to relax them enough to be able to do the work on them. So um, essential oils are great too, diffusing them. Um, I have a, a handbook of essential oils too that you might want to check out that's free. I have a description below that describes some of that. And I do, I have some CBDs that I like that's listed below. I wanted to show you too this, um, something that I made up a while ago. I did this for my book, uh, my ebook about essential oils, insider secrets to using essential oils with animals. That's that free ebook that you can get on my website and that links down there. So these are, this is uh, Tierna. She is now in spirit. She's my beautiful Tierna and this is Cheyenne. Uh, Cheyenne was a little bit younger. She looks a lot puffier now, but um, a lot more fur. But <laughs> uh, so this shows the chakras of the body. So I just wanted to show you that and I'll bring it out a little bit here. I'll just do the whole screen here. So is she pretty, my baby. Okay. So you have that crown chakra. And so that makes going back to that yin tang point on the forehead. And then you have this brow chakra here. Another very calming area here. 
I'm sorry. This this is the yintang point, and then you have the crown chakra. Sorry about that. And then the throat chakra, the heart chakra, and then this is this is the solar plexus, the yellow. This is kind of coming across here, more like the chest um, below the heart. I think that I don't know why that is there, but <laughs> over to the side, it should be more here in the middle. I used to have people do these things for me. Now I do them myself. So I guess that was kind of what they thought I meant. So the sacral chakra is um, the base. Uh, it, it's, it's not as far down as this, the base chakra. Um, the sacral chakra is like uh, more like the belly button um, area. And then the base chakra is the lowest chakra. So not to be too graphic, but that would be like <laughs> um, the reproductive organs area. See, I just wanted to show that as a visual. Sometimes people like to see colors and stuff. You know I do. Okay, so, so far, are there any um, questions that people have or anything that you want to go more in depth with? Feel free to jump in. I also wanted to mention or talk a little bit about like what is an animal feeling and experiencing when there is a storm or any kind of loud noise, but we're talking about thunderstorms and um, I don't know why I keep doing this. If I say one, I can't remember the other. <laughs> this is really terrible. I don't know what this is. It's kind of scary, but um, <laughs> thunderstorms. <coughs> and fireworks i'm sorry so <laughs> so what are they feeling um that isn't necessarily something that you want to go into you can a little bit when they're going through this but that's kind of trying to like you're kind of fixating on it more and that's it's empathy which is a good thing when it comes to um understanding our pets and animal communication but it's not necessarily where, oh no, you're going, you had to go, DB, Darlene. Well, I don't even know where I left off at this point. I'm like so confused. Basically my internet went down oh, no. is what happened. So I do not know what I was saying. I know that we talked about the acupressure points and energy work and how we can use energy work to help our animals during thunderstorms. Um, and we were getting into that a little bit. Oh, I was talking about how animals perceive these things, how they perceive a thunderstorm or lightning. So um, 
when I tune into my dog Cheyenne, who's right over here actually, and I ask her how she feels when it's thunder and lightning, um, she feels a buzz. She feels um, energetically like things are kind of buzzing. I, I don't even think the word is pulsating. It's more like vibrating um, in her body. That's how she feels it. I'm not saying that technically that's what it is, but that's what she feels. Um, not that that's a technical term, but buzzing and vibrating, but you know, basically she's, she, that's how she perceives it. So, um, she also picks up on the static to some degree. However, this isn't a really carpeted home that I'm in. So I think that that helps with it. Um, she feels that her safety is obviously threatened. And I feel like that is definitely an instinctual thing that's just like in them. They, they know that there's a threat coming. That's their, you know, obviously instinctually, that's how they're, um, you know, of course going to perceive it because if they were like going back to being wolves, you know, way back in the genetic line, they would have to probably, you know, get away from any kind of danger when it came to lightning and thunder. Well, lightning, they'd have to get into, get away from that. That would be very threatening. So that's still in them to some degree. So they're, that's, you know, understandable that they're going to feel that way. And I don't think that we should necessarily always feel so guilty that we can't fix it for them. It's really hard. We feel terrible. I know I do. Um, but, and I want to do everything I can to help them. Um, one other thing that I like to do, of course, is, is sound like to block that sound out is to put on some classical music, calming music for animals. I have a really, um, a few, a few really good like CDs lined up or, or downloads lined up that I have for them. Um, you know, there's also the, the videos on YouTube that you can play for free. Um, just things to block out that noise and just relaxing and calming for them. So trying to kind of create that cocoon environment and to communicate to them that they are safe, that they are protected, that they, they do have the shelter that I talked about before the internet went out there. Um, and when it comes to things like fireworks, it's a different, you know, obviously feeling that she, she tells me about. It's not the same, obviously, like that the static and the buzzing and that's not there. It's just the fear of that sound. It's um, terrifying would be the word, sadly. So again, you're trying to just con to convey to them that something's going on over there and you, you're doing your best to do visuals that would convey to them that this is not in, gonna hit them. It's not in their space, that they have this, this shelter around them as protection and that they're gonna be safe, they're gonna be okay. Um, now they're not always going to take that in because the state of mind that they're in is, you know, like they're in that instinctive mode and to listen to logic at that point, human logic is not necessarily going to work. So I do that to some degree, but I feel like it's, 
um, better to just create a stable environment for them. So doing the energy work coming from that solid grounded space, the unemotional, um, the cocoon, the music, perhaps something like a CBD or whatever your vet, you know, you discuss with your vet, whatever seems right for your animal. Um, essential oils are nice to diffuse and, um, you know, things that are just going to help them to, to feel a little bit more calm. Did someone come back? I'm not sure if anybody's still here, but I just saw a thumb fly up. So I'm thinking there might be someone in the chat again. Um, sorry about that. If you missed it, my internet went down, but my husband luckily came home in the middle of this. I didn't even expect him to come home and he, he, he got it back online. So, um, my knight in shining armor came home. So, um, other than that, you know, I think that you can do things like letting them just kind of go to where they need to go to retreat. I, the bathtub can be good for animals because it helps with the, the static issue. Um, my dog Misha used to do that. She'd always go into the bathtub when we had, um, thunder and lightning. And my dog Kane just did it a couple weeks ago. I was up at my mother's house and he went into the, my German shepherd went into the shower and laid down. And he kind of like passed out there. He was out for a while. Um, so we just kind of have to let them too have some control over the situation to feel safe, but, but creating that cocoon for them. Um, so if anyone is there and they have any questions, just let me know. Um, I think that it can be helpful to talk to animals ahead of time and explain your um, home to them, like when they're not in all of this. I think that it's helpful to sort of have this idea in their mind of what a roof is and what that does. And, you know, if you keep repeating that to them, it can get in there. You know, th that's a concept that they can get. And it may be something that they forget and need to be reminded of um, so that it really is, is like ingrained in them in these situations. So you may want to do something like that. Give, you just kind of go over that repeatedly at different times, like when you're not in the middle of a crazy, you know, sound situation that's threatening to them and talk about um, how safe they are. So... I I feel like I, I lost the people that were here during the internet outage. So, you know, basically I was going to have this be more of an interactive thing. But unfortunately, the YouTube demons struck again. So I am definitely open to any questions in the comments or any, you know, if anything you want to talk about in the comments as far as this goes or anything else having to do with animal communication. Um, I'd love to know how this went for you, if you were able to try it and how it went. Um, you know, if you want me to talk about anything else on my shows in particular that you're interested in any topics, then I'm absolutely open to that. I'd love to hear those suggestions. Please do let me know. And um, 
you can also contact me at my um, email if you are interested in animal communication or um, acupressure, massage, um, energy work, or essential oil CBDs. I also have children's songs on there. I even have a song called The Thunder Song on my website that you can listen to if you'd like from the Misha song CD. She inspired all the music on there. And she was so afraid of thunder and lightning. So she inspired, that was one of the songs that she inspired was the thunder song. So you might want to check that out. It's just kind of a cute song. It's a children's album again, and you can listen to it on my website, intuitivetouchanimalcare.com. You can download it if you'd like. There's just a small, I think 99 cents or something for each song. Um, It's also on Amazon and some other places, but Please feel free to reach out to me if you do have any questions. I would love to hear from you. And thank you so much for watching. I do really appreciate it and take care. I know thunderstorms can be so scary, but I just remember it will be over soon and everything will be okay. And remember, and I'm here to help you. Sometimes it scares me when it rains. Sometimes I have to run and hide. When I hear the boom booms coming and the Sometimes